0: You're listening to the Faith Roots audio podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Welcome to the Faith Roots podcast. Today, I want to turn you to 1 Peter one twenty-three. And here Peter says, having been born again, when you received Christ, you were born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Now, this is what I'm doing in this series We talk about knowing Christ and growing in Christ and and wanting to sense and have Christ in our daily lives. But I'm telling you that there is no way to do that without Christ the Word. It is the Word that began your life with Christ. It is the Word that carries you through your life with Christ. You cannot have a deep relationship with Christ without His Word. The Word is how it all started, and the Word is how it continues. Now, it's the creative force that gave you a brand new spirit. We are born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible seed. The seed that gave us our new life is an incorruptible seed. It's a Greek word, aphthartos, and it means not liable to corruption or decay. It is used of God himself. It is used of people who are raised from the dead, never to die again. It is used of rewards given in the next life, rewards that cannot be corrupted. It is used of the, in, the eternal inheritance of the saints, things in heaven. It is used of the Word of God itself, and it is also used of a meek and a quiet spirit. A meek and a quiet spirit, someone who is teachable and, and humble. Uh, th- the reason they came to that is because of this incorruptible Word that was planted in their heart. So the Word of God is said to live and abide the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Now, what does that mean? Well, the Word of God gives life to you. In the beginning, your initial experience where you received Christ and He came into your spirit, that was what the Word did. The Word made a change in you. Immediately, it put into you an incorruptible spirit. Now listen, you are not working to get to that. You have that. That's part of you. But it's important that you develop that incorruptible spirit. So the Word gives you this life in the first place, but it also sustains this life. In other words, the same force that saved me is the same force that continues with me, that sustains me. Here's what Jesus said in John 15, 4. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. So then, here's the question. If abiding is what enables me to keep putting off the fruit and growing the good fruit that God wants me to have? How am I going to do that? John 15, 7, he always answers his instructions and gives us more clarity. Always he does that. That's one of the marks of Scripture. As you hear his words and keep them, they begin to shape you. Here's what he said, John 15, 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, You will ask what you desire, and it will be done for you. So how do I abide in Jesus? I abide in his words. I let his words abide in me. In other words, I'm reading his words, I'm seeing very important phrases in the Scripture. I'm learning to pray those things for myself. I'm praying Ephesians 1, 15 on to the end of the chapter for myself, something I told you to do a few days ago. You should be doing that. I, I'm speaking these things. I'm thinking on these things. I, I'm chewing on them. I'm not trying to memorize whole chapters. I'm remembering these pieces, and they, they are burning inside me. I'm getting ideas here, and he's showing me things about About himself as I remember these pieces of his word. And what happens is it begins to change me. So, abiding in Christ is done by hearing, then thinking, then speaking, and finally doing his word. Let me give you a great illustration of this. I was a new Christian, only been saved for a few days, and I was very concerned about my girlfriend. This girl was my first steady girlfriend. I'd never had a steady girlfriend before her. I got saved. She didn't. I tried to talk to her about the Lord, and she did not seem the least bit interested. She told me she was okay, that she didn't need to change her life, that she was already good. She was a churchgoer. She didn't have any need of doing what I did. I needed it, but she didn't. So I requested prayer for her at church. I knew that there was something missing in her life. I asked people to pray for her. I continued to ask for people to pray for her. And one day, there was a lady that I went to talk to who said, Willie, you need to do something different. I thought, what's that? You need a new girlfriend. That is not what I wanted to hear. But then she did something that was very important. She opened up the Bible. And she showed me a verse. She didn't just quote it. She showed me 2 Corinthians six fourteen, where the scripture says, Be you not unequally yoked with unbelievers. For what fellowship does light have with darkness? And then she went on and read the following verses. And boy, was I convicted. And I thought as I read that. I am tied with someone who doesn't love God. And the lady began to give me a little bit of instruction. She said, what's going to happen if you marry this girl? And she doesn't want to go to church. She doesn't want to raise your children in church. She doesn't want your kids to hear about Jesus the way that you love Jesus. What are you going to do then? I knew what I had to do. I really didn't want to do it. It was not something I looked forward to. But when I saw the word, I thought, I have no choice. If I'm going to follow Jesus, I've got to do what he says do. So because I wasn't married to her yet, I have the instruction here to break away and not continue this relationship. So I sat and talked with her in front of her house. I was very polite, very understanding, but also very firm. She tried to talk me out of it. But I told her that we would no longer be dating, that I was going in a different direction, and it would only bring heartache to the both of us if we continued, and I broke up with her. That was me doing the Word of God. It wasn't easy. A lot of young people need to do that. Uh, I'm telling you, there's so many things that if we're not careful, we just walk right over the teaching of Scripture, we don't pay attention to what it tells us to do, and then we go on and we suffer. And when God tells us to do something, it's not because He wants to restrict you. It's not because He wants to rob you of a great experience or something wonderful and fulfilling. God had something so much better for me, so much better for me, than that. He wanted me to be with a girl who had a great love for him in the same way that I did. And the girl that I eventually married was that girl. She had a relationship with God like I had a relationship with God. She and I sat in church and heard sermons together before we ever got married. We agreed to raise our children a certain way, because of what we saw in the Word of God. It made our lives so much easier because we were in agreement. Here's what Amos said in chapter 3 and verse 3. Can two walk together if they're not in agreement? So you see, I was following a very important teaching of the Word of God. And so the Word that saved me also sustained me. In other words, it brought me to another thing in my life, not a thing that would save me. I was already saved, and I would have been saved even if I had married the girl. But it brought me to something even better than what I had in mind for myself. And when you begin to read the Word, that's what you begin to see about God and His great character. You begin to see that God loves you more than you love yourself. You see that he understands you more than you understand yourself. You see that he wants better things for you than what you would have for yourself. That's what the word does. The word is full of these amazing things, gifts, revelations, ideas, thinking that God has for us to make part of our own being. And as you make these things a part of your life, you begin to think like God. You begin to reason like God. You begin to act like God. It changes the way you are. So my prayer for you is that you will do, John fifteen seven, that you will abide in Jesus and his words will abide in you. Then... You will ask what you will, and it will be done for you. We'll pick up here tomorrow. I want to thank you for watching our podcast today. And if you really liked it, would you please give us a little thumbs up by clicking on that sign down below? And then I would encourage you to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss any of our future podcasts because they're all going to be good. And if you would like to support us financially, either with a one-time gift or recurring gift, you can do that by clicking on the link below or going to myfaithroots.com. Thank you so much for watching this program. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.